the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 604 on 710 KNUS. Truth of the matter is, if you want common sense discussion, you're just going to have to wait until Stefan gets back tomorrow at 4 o'clock because I'm here for the final hour, Randy Corcoran from Saturdays, and um, I like to stir it up. But I also throw down the gauntlet, throw down the challenge flag, throw down the the sword and say, look, if you hear anything that I'm saying and you have a microphone, a TV camera, a blog, a newspaper article or whatever, and you want to challenge my positions on how Republicans need to communicate, how Republicans need to fight back against the running amok of Democrats and leftists and the corrupt, coordinated, Democrat-controlled media machine could just take shots at us any way and any time that we want, and then we're at that they want, and then we're supposed to just uh, you know tamp it down, and that's just wrong. Donald Trump taught us in 2016 that the way you win, the way you push back for these people, is you never stop fighting. You don't walk away from people like oh I don't know Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, or others who are wrongfully attacked, and you keep fighting. This idea that uh, that we just need to learn how to get along better is over. It's over. And maybe it's not over forever. But I got to tell you, I'm not the guy who started by showing up at somebody else's peaceful pro-police rally downtown Denver Ron McLaughlin, pro-police rally Colorado. I used to emcee those things all the time. I'm not the one who showed up at a Democrat or a left-wing rally for anything with Antifa and weapons and full soup cans and the intention and the ability and to successfully accomplish destroying property, uh, canceling, basically canceling the event and injuring people. I didn't do that. I didn't start showing up at the left-wing equivalent of a of a stand with ice rally that we did with Michelle Malkin where Tay Anderson showed up with his megaphone and injured people's ears and tried to make so much noise that we couldn't hear each other pray or sing or talk to our speakers I didn't start all that I'm not the one who shows up with a conservative if a left-winger shows up at a college campus And tries to intimidate people, create such a stink, damage property with fires and trash cans and broken windows and injuring people peacefully in line waiting to go in. We didn't start that. But we can no longer take it lying down. And if I show up at an event that I'm hosting or or emceeing or involved with in some way, and in order to keep Antifa or Black Lives Matter, or any of these left-wing, rabble-rousing violence doers in check with maybe, uh, oh, I don't know, maybe Benghazi war hero Tig Tigan and his group, United America Defense Fund, uh, Defense Force. Well-trained, well-disciplined, uh, 
there only to defend, not to attack, not to interfere, not to assault. But if I do that, then the left and some of these Republicans and and, uh, just really, I don't know, thoughtless commentators will say, oh, no, no, you're provoking violence. You can't have those people. We don't want people with guns in our communities. You're just egging them on. It's always us who are on the defensive or put on the defensive. And I'm done with it. And it's not how you win elections either. We'll see how our Republican candidates do here in Colorado. And we'll compare that with the Trump-endorsed, take it in your face, no more open borders, no more lost sovereignty, no more attacks on free speech, no more attacks on the Second Amendment. Yeah, the election was stolen. We'll see how those candidates do around the country. And then we can have those conversations again. I was just looking at that. And I know we've got full lines. We're going to get it to every single one of you in this segment. So stand by. I went and checked the Real Clear Politics average to see what's changed. And man, it's looking good around the country. I think we start off with 30 governors, Republican governors. And if things go according to plan, we'll probably be instead of 30-20 Republicans to Democrat governors, we'll be at about 32-28, maybe one more in there. There are no Republican governors expected to lose, that are being predicted to lose, except I guess there's some controversy in Oklahoma, and I don't know the details over there. There is the, the person who's running for governor as a Democrat has been a lifelong Republican, and she flipped her party in order to run against the current Republican incumbent governor, and whatever's going on there... Um, Oh, what was his name? Watts. Uh, oh, gosh, guy I liked. I knew I had him on the radio. Jay, J.C. Watts, I think. J.C. Watts, who ran for U.S. Senate, I think, himself. Strong conservative. He's come out in favor of the Democrat in Oklahoma. So I don't know what's going on there in their state or what's wrong with the incumbent. But uh, the even real clear politics, the average the prediction is that Oklahoma holds on to their incumbent. It's hard to beat an incumbent. And then from the Senate perspective, we're at 50-50. No Republicans are now predicted to lose who are already in office. But we're looking at possible pickups in in Arizona, in Nevada, in, uh, uh, well, I don't have the list in front of me now, but there, it's just, uh, it's very exciting. It's just very exciting. And Joe O'Day is considered to be in that mix. Now, if you look at Real Clear Politics, uh, it, the number hasn't changed, but there aren't any really any new polls there. So um, I don't give it a whole lot of credence what they're predicting about Joe Day or Heidi Ganahl, just because there's no really updated new information. And people on the ground in Colorado are really feeling it. And, uh, and everybody's suffering by unilateral Democrat control, including here in Colorado. So anything's possible. Vote, vote, vote for the R's. And, man, if we pull off some upset victories, gosh, what a celebration that's going to be. All right. We promised. Let's see. Oh, the great American. You've been on hold through the top of the hour, so we'll get you first. Eric, welcome to the Stephan Tubbs Show. Thank you, my friend. Randy, you great American, my God in heaven. Um, is there any way that you can get John B. Wells on your show? It would be so exciting because he comes on uh, an hour after you. After you leave on uh, 
yeah. Saturdays. Yeah, he's Somebody on at 8 o'clock. Somebody else comes on. Uh, right. Yep. And G- General McEnany is his, you know, guest all the time. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of that black woman that got in trouble, the committee woman that always finds a way in Fulton County, Georgia, to find ways to win that county when it's all red, either in Florida or Georgia. Her name is Brenda something. Anyway, I know you know what I'm talking about. She's been there forever. It's got a, she's got a gray hair, uh, Afro kind of sort, and they kicked her out this last past um, election time. She finally got caught. But anyway, John yeah, DeSantis B. DeSantis said, fired her. Brenda? Yes. Brenda, Brenda something. Brenda I, Dones, uh, Blake is telling us. Brenda Dones, that sound right? Okay. No, that's okay. not it. Well, but, any, but anyway, um, John B. Wells says that them people that are in charge like that, they are hush-hush because they get like a million bucks, Randy, in that time span every time voting time comes around. And I was wondering how we can investigate you know, like Sheila Jackson Lee and and Walters and stuff go into uh, the uh, being congresswomen for the first year and they come out like forty million bucks richer. Yeah. Well, listen, I think uh, there, there's a John lot. John B. Well says they get paid. They get paid a million bucks for to cheat and hush money, my brother. Hmm. Well, very, very interesting topic. Starting November ninth, as far as I'm concerned, right? I mean, right now it's all focus on turning out Republicans and having a big night on November 8th. But if we do that, Absolutely. if Republicans are in control of both houses, the investigations are going to be epic. They're already talking about changing the laws so that people can't go to Congress and enrich themselves on the back of Americans through dishonesty and inside trading and all of those different things. So I'm, I'm optimistic about that. But i got to tell you one okay. thing. i got to tell you one thing, Eric. Okay. I don't think that I would invite John B. Wells to come on my radio show because his voice is so good. He's he's got real radio pipes, and I would feel diminished by his incredible voice. No, he's he's excellent. He's already got his own show. I don't know why he'd want to come on mine, but people can certainly listen uh, 8 o'clock. He's on both nights on the weekend, I think, isn't he? Ark. In fact, Ark Midnight, doesn't that play during the week? Late at night on seven ten. I'll look up the schedule on that. Anyway, yeah. thanks, my brother. I, will, I see, um, will I see? Will I see you? Will I see you Wednesday at the Heidi Ganal event at the Ethiopian Church? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Very um, cool. But Mark Levin, he owes you. Remember, you told us about I don't know seven. 1700 Saturdays ago that he owes you? <laughs> what I had his, happened to that? <laughs> I had his wing, man. I had his wing. And if, uh-huh. if and he he recognizes me now when I see him, but uh I'd say we all owe Mark. Guy. I'd say we all owe Mark Levin. But if when his new book comes out, I will see if I can't get an interview with him. How about that? That would be the ticket. Brother, I'll thank you. I'll see you Wednesday. Okay. All right. Speaking of Wednesday, Casper Stockham's on the line with actually information on that. So that was good timing for Eric. Casper, tell everybody what's going on Wednesday. Welcome to the Tub Show. Yes, sir. You're doing a great job. Um, This coming Wednesday evening, the 2nd of November, we are holding a – actually, Randy, this is a historic event. This has never happened before in the state of Colorado. Uh, We're holding a Black Voices for Heidi and Danny event. It's going to be at the Ethiopian Church off of uh, Colfax. It's going to be at the St. Mary's Church. Um, and we're, 
we're going over the SPARC plan that Heidi and Danny have rolled out. We're going to be talking about how they can uh, help uh, the, um, you know, we call them underserved communities. Some people have a problem with that term. But don't get hung up on the term. <laughs> we're going to be going into these communities and helping so that they never vote with, um, Democrat again. <laughs> you know, that's the, you know, that's the crux of it. You know, um, one of the one of the great things they, Mike Kaufman did when he was holding on to CD six is he uh, really got invested in the the uh, Aurora is one of the most diverse cities in America, and and uh, Mike Kaufman spent time in the Ethiopian communities and and the other yes, diverse did. groups there, and it it really worked until uh, redistricting really put a fork in CD six. Well, yeah, and there, yeah, and there were some other challenges with that, but you're right um, that. Is what works. You have to invest in these communities, and that's what we're doing. Um, and not just, you know, this is not a uh, election year kind of um, gimmick. You know, you have to be sincere about helping, and that's what Heidi and Denny's plan rolls out. It's, it's a solid plan, and it's not um, ESG. And, you know, I've heard all kind of people um, attacking me because they said, well, this is ESG. And I said, no, it's not. Um, it's not um, another government program. Uh, this is a public-private partnerships. We're working with corporations to help in the inner city, and they want to help. They just don't know where to put their, you know, their efforts and their money. Um, tell, tell, not a, tell folks real quick who aren't familiar with these terms: what is ESG and what is the Spark Plan? Okay, so uh, ESG is a is a way for for government and these large corporations to insert. Um, the E stands for. Uh, um, I think it stands for um, ecology or you know, it's environment. And then the S is for social engineering type it's stuff. It's environmental, social, and governance. That, that's the environmental, social, yes. and governance. Is, and it's, a, it's an old term, 2005. But along right. with this social score nonsense that they do in China and that uh, yeah. they're trying to figure out ways to implement here, it's coming into its own now from the left. And it's very, very dangerous. It is. It's extremely dangerous, and that is not what we're doing. Uh, and we're also not trying to put the black community in front or in front of or instead of the white community, anything like that. All we're doing is trying to help where help is needed. <laughs> it's yeah. like, why wouldn't we want to do that, right? You know, if, if somebody needs help, I don't care what color they are, shouldn't you want to help them? And that's what we're doing. Um, the SPARK plan stands for System Plan Access resources and knowledge any community i don't care if it's black white green whatever any community that has a spark does well and any community that doesn't have a spark doesn't do well so we're going to be bringing the spark to the uh to underserved or black communities hispanic communities and rural communities and that's what that's what we're going to be rolling out wednesday night at the ethiopian church off of colfax at saint mary's church the exact address is on the RSVP link. We want people to RSVP because the space is limited. We want to know how many people are showing up. Uh, so they can go to HeidiFordGov.com, HeidiFordGov.com, click on events, and you'll see all the events that are um, for the campaign for the remainder of the week or so. And you'll see the event for the second of November. And Heidi Ganahl and Danny Moore will both be there in person. This is a meet and greet with both of them. Absolutely, yeah. and they'll be answering questions from the audience as well. We have some questions we're going to be asking them, but we're also going to be taking questions from the audience. 
Well, my wife is having some little surgery on Wednesday. We think it's fine. It's in the morning, and I do plan to be there Wednesday night. So I uh, look forward to seeing all of you. It's just so great that Republicans and these candidates in particular, and, and with your help, are finally reaching out to showing up in and getting connected with these communities. So very important as we move forward, Casper. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You know, it just makes so much sense. So I don't know why we haven't done it earlier, but you know what? Better late than never. Well, we're a stubborn, we're a stubborn lot. (laughs) God bless you, my friend. See you in a couple nights. All right, Casper Stockham. That's the only open line we've got. 303-696-1971 to Steve. I had promised we'd get to every call this segment, but we've got to take a break here. I don't want to cut you short. So if you sit tight, we'll get to you. Joe's on the line and we've got, nope, (laughs) we had one line open. But uh, they'll clear up pretty quick. Stay with us. Uh, we're, man, rolling through the final hour of the Stefan Tubbs Show with Randy Corcoran here on 710 KNUS. Wow. 627 Halloween 2022. Dark out now. Be careful. Watch out for the goblins and the goobers running around. And please, boy, if you're a parent or grandparent, be careful. The uh, candy-looking fentanyl just scares the bejesus out of me right now. All right, we are going to get to the phone lines. I want to remind you about this. This is Fauci before and now. I didn't shut down anything. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. One more time. I didn't shut down anything. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. It's just it's just different day, different answer needed for whatever the political agenda is. And then before we go to Steve, I want to remind you now, Joe Biden, there, there is nobody who was better at gaffing than Barack Hussein Obama, though Biden is a pretty close second. And by the way, if they do, that means not a joke, everybody. That's why we were defeated in, in 2018. When they tried to do it, we went to 54 states. Do, 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 do defeat it? Well, I shouldn't, you know, he had a stuttering problem. So I guess I'll give him some credit for overcoming that. But uh, he went to 54 states. That's not very good compared to what one of the former commander-in-chiefs did. Uh, because, you know, it is just wonderful to be back in Oregon. And over the last 15 months, we've traveled uh, to every corner of the United States. Uh, I've now been in 57 states, I think one left to go. Uh, One left to go, Uh, Alaska and Hawaii I was not allowed to go to, even though I really wanted to visit, but my staff would not uh, justify it. So that means 60 states if you add it up. 57, we've been to 57, one to go. 58, that's what people typically remember from that clip. But then he says they wouldn't let me go to Alaska and Hawaii. So Obama was trying like heck to get to all 50 states, all 60 states during his campaign. And, um, yeah, I guess it just didn't work out. All right. Steve has been patiently waiting forever on line two. Steve, thank you and welcome. Steve, we got a horrible connection. Can you do anything about it? Why don't you put him back on hold and pick up and see if you can help him with that, and I'll take Joe right now. Joe, welcome. Hey, how you doing? Well, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Hey, uh, just some life observations. Uh, uh, I spent the first 45 years of my life in a Democrat 
machine-run state and living in Chicago. I moved out here 31 years ago to a much nicer state. Now it is not. Now it's another machine-run Democrat state. And my motto is, when you move out here, please don't vote for D's. Avoid them. Isn't it weird how people actually leave states to get away from high taxes, increasing crime, homelessness, trash, regulation, and nonsense, and then they bring their same voting habits to a state that uh, has, you know, so far had held out against it. It's 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 just unfathomable. It's a much worse state than when I moved here 31 years ago. I can't use it. You know, downtown's off limits for me. I can't go down there. Yeah. I want I want expose my family. And uh, what's the big change? I was out here when Ben Knight and Horace Campbell switched from Democrat to Republican. And uh, I could see why he did it. And there for a while, there was a mixture. But when you get all D's, you're in trouble. What Please part of Chicago? Yeah, no kidding, Joe. What part of uh, Chicago were you in? Uh, northwest side. I was in Arlington Heights for about six years before I made it back to Colorado. That was in 77, so Colorado was still a pretty cool place. What? Uh, how far north were you? How far north? Well, six corners. Uh, Cicero, Irving, and, Got it. and uh, uh, Milwaukee. I was you in... You know, everyone goes by Paris. St. Bartholomew's Paris. You know. I was in Chicago for an RNC meeting during the summer, and it was, uh, you know, we were in very limited area, and it was just exciting to be back. It was fun to be up in the press club and, and look out over the skyscrapers and just remember what a magnificent city Chicago can be. But, my God, you were afraid to get more than a block or two away from your hotel area. Yeah, and I worked for utility. I was with Illinois Bell, and I still had one of those. And so I worked the whole city, you know, mostly Northwest Side, but then I, I moved down to the Loop area. Very, very nice, very unusual. Uh, one of the most unusual times I ever spent was a St. Patrick's Day downtown. That's uh, that, that was a, a very strange experience. <laughs> I'll bet. Well, Joe, I, I agree with you 100%. Don't continue to allow Colorado to circle further please. down the drain. Let's stop this unilateral Democrat control. Yep. It's our only hope. And it's the people who vote for D's are our only hope. Thanks very much, Joe. Appreciate you okay. listening. All right, let's try Steve again. Joe's line is open, 303-696-1971. Steve, is it clear? Are you there? Yes. Can you hear me? Sounds good, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, one of your past uh, callers, earlier callers, mentioned that uh, Griswold sent out postcards. Yep. Secretary of State Jenna Griswold sent out uh, 2,000 um, pleased register to vote cards to ineligible people. The prior election, she sent out 750,000. And if you remember, the Ritter and Hickenlooper gave valid driver's license to illegals, and yet nobody will uh, request that list. And if those uh, people that have voted are illegal with valid driver's license, they need to go to prison and then get deported, and then Griswold needs to go to prison. Well, I, I could certainly uh, live with people who violate the law going to prison, and, and if we find uh, Griswold 
actually creating, you know, violating existing laws. That would be a fun trial to be a part of. I will tell you that the driver's license for illegals is a different driver's license and is not supposed to provide proper identification for voting. No, no. They they uh, they did valid driver's license until they got caught. And then they changed Oh, oh I, that's, I remember that scandal. You're talking about when they, oops, we let a few thousand go out before we caught the fact that they were getting the wrong kind of license. I remember that. I think it was more of a couple hundred thousand. No kidding. Driver's license, yeah. not just a few thousand. There, there's so much scandal. There's so much incremental attack on the security and the reliability of our election system. It's hard to remember it all, isn't it? Well, you know, Colorado's the gold standard for Democrats and how to cheat. <laughs> well, listen, Colorado's where the blueprint started. That's. Have you ever read the book, The Blueprint? You know, once the, uh, the mail-in started, uh, Democrats have controlled everything. Yeah, it starts with mail-in balloting. It starts with uh, with not requiring valid ID. You can bring in a utility bill or some other, uh, you know, a, a public service bill or uh, Excel is called now, and uh, and vote with that. And then having the ability to shepherd more votes than just yours in, and then having an election month or an election three weeks instead of an election day or an election night. We've got to get back to paper ballots. We've got to have an election night. And we got to count them and be done with it. They can do it in France. We ought to be able to do it in Colorado. If we get one of the House or the Senate, hopefully the governor, we need to get that list from uh, Griswold and check and see who voted on that list and they're illegal. Yeah, I, I would think you'd be able to tell because they, they do have to check off. You know, they're not supposed to look at the ballot. They're not supposed to know how you voted, but they're supposed to be able to tell if you voted. That might be an excellent freedom of information request. On a mail-in ballot, you get the address. That's right. And you have to sign it, so you check those addresses. Yeah, absolutely right. Well, Steve, thanks for waiting. Glad we got your call cleared up. Sure. Okay, Steve's line is open at 303-696-1971. 303-696-1971. Let's not forget this little tasty tidbit. I've been a lifelong Democrat, but I'm here to tell you today that I'm flipping to Republican. I can no longer follow this party. Wow. Absolutely. That is a Pennsylvania Republican. Hear hear that again. I've been a lifelong Democrat, but I'm here to tell you today that I'm flipping to Republican. I can no longer follow this party. That's what's going on. And the reason people are making that decision is because of things they have to deal with every single day. Crappy schools, sexualization of their children, inability to protect your daughters from going into a bathroom privately without a biological boy showing up or knocking you out of your competition that you've put your heart and soul into all year long or maybe your entire school career all year long and $6 a pound butter and $4 or more a gallon, dollar a gallon gasoline every single day. The flood at the border, which the mainstream media really tries to avoid sharing very much with you. But people are feeling it. And they know where it's coming from because they know who's in charge. Joe Biden, the president of the United States, is being kept off the campaign trail, for the most part, for these um, struggling, especially U.S. Senate Democrat candidates. 
Remember when they put him out last week? He went to a little gathering at the DNC, the Democrat National Committee office, and in front of some staffers, and sort of mumbled his way through about why Dem- you know Democrats are doing great and we're going to win and we're changing this country and the Inflation Reduction Act and blah blah blah. And here's one of his latest. Today, the average price for a gallon of gas is three dollars and seventy-six cents. That's adding up to real savings for American families. God, the difference between those prices. Can you imagine that being your closing argument in the final week before a midterm election? Three seventy-six a gallon is adding up to real savings for Americans. And if it's coming down a little, the only reason it's coming down is because he's putting us on the brink of national disaster by draining and depleting our strategic reserves. It's unbelievable. This is the best they got. So, you know, when I look at Real Clear Politics and see all of these great Republican governor pickups and GOP Senate holds and GOP Senate pickups, and I come down to Colorado and I see, eh, Heidi is still, you know, really trailing in those polls. Um, Joe Day hasn't really moved the, the needle on the polls. You got to look closer. There is no real new polling in there. So it's just, it just hasn't changed. That has nothing to do with what's going on on the ground. What I'm hearing from people who are on the ground is the excitement is growing. Republicans from the national level on down, they're, they're widening their net of spending into races we as Republicans never considered possible before. George W. Bush came in to raise money for Joe O'Day. Carl Rove has been here a couple of times. Other big, now I know, old guard or establishment Republicans, uh, some of you probably aren't fans, but they're smart people. They've been involved in politics for a long time, and they see Joe O'Day's unique efforts in running his campaign as a possible Republican pickup in this very blue state. And so, you know, come November 9th, we can go back to challenging policies, challenging messaging, taking on the consultant class and the donor class and the establishment class and let them, you know, try and convince us to shut up or uh, or not talk about the best president in my lifetime or any of those kinds of things. November 9th, that's all game on. But right now, we have opportunities even right here in Colorado. Please, if last election you got two people to vote, get five this time and encourage each and every one of them to make sure five people that they know get their votes turned in for the Republicans. Man, oh, man, we could shock the world here in Colorado. And put this away while we celebrate what I know is going to be a great night for Republicans nationwide. That even if here in Colorado we simply take control of the state Senate, we have still created a tremendous roadblock against this guy. It shouldn't be up to us to convince him, just as I don't have to eat their darn fried crayfish. I don't want it. I don't want it. Yes, our erstwhile governor, Jared Polis. A backstop against him and unilateral Democrat control, massively huge. Just massive. All right, 303-696-1971. We've got another check of the news 
with uh, Lori Kelman in the 710 Newsroom. I'm Randy Corcoran. We'll do the final segment, wrap up the show here on 710 KNUS next. Uh-huh. Ghostbusters. Halloween night. Careful out there, spookers, and drive carefully, please. And check your kids' candy. Please, please, please. Really good to have you here. It's been a busy night. Phones were going crazy during that break, and there was nobody there to answer them. So if you uh, if you want to get in a last-minute call, feel free, 303-696-1971. But um, be sure that you, I don't know, watch Tucker, keep an eye out on whatever news sources you like to use, because this story, this is another, it's October 31st. Elon Musk taking over Twitter and the amazing changes that he made uh, that already have occurred over the weekend and he's just getting started is a great October surprise for Republicans. All of the nonsense thrown at Herschel Walker and last minute, you know, gasp, dying gasp, he's had abortions or whatever. You know, if true, sad, I'd love to know the stories. But when this kind of garbage, just like they did to Brett Kavanaugh, comes out in the last minute. Uh, I'm just not going to give it any credence whatsoever. But the true October surprise, the takeover by Elon Musk, unbelievable. Uh, sort of a Colorado connection. Uh, this is a, a liberal by the name of Quentin Young on Twitter. Extreme Colorado election denier Jenna Ellis gets chief twit Elon Musk to look into claim that super extreme election denier Real Mark Fincham was banned from Twitter. Minutes later, Fincham is back, blames Kami. Fincham is running, former cop, former life of service, running for Secretary of State in Michigan. Pretty sure it's Michigan. Yeah, he's born in Detroit. And uh, Twitter shut him down the last week of the election. So Jenna Ellis sends a... Just a tweet where she tags Elon Musk. Elon Musk responds, I'm looking into it. And minutes later, a candidate, a legitimate, long-running candidate a week before the election is back on Twitter. And hell yeah, he called out a communist. Here's what he said. We're back. Thank you, Elon Musk, for stopping the commie who suspended me from Twitter a week before the election. Twitter is much better with you at the election. Thanks, Jenna Ellis, Carrie Lake, somebody, something called at Brick Suit, and others for spreading the word. Very, very cool. Now, you know what? Mark Fincham is running for Secretary of State in Arizona, now that I think about it. I'm pretty sure. I get them all jarbled. He grew up in Detroit, uh, but he's running for Secretary of State in Arizona. Regardless, it's not about any of that. It's about that these clowns, these communists, these control freaks, these censors at Twitter a week before an election take an active Secretary of State candidate who's willing to tell the truth about 2020, or put it this way, whatever you believe right now, we'll prove it to you. Just give us time. But someone who's got an opinion different from the corrupt, coordinated, Democrat-controlled media machine, different. And so they say, you can't be heard on our platform. You're shut down. You, Donald Trump, you, we can't have you on our platform anymore. It's unbelievable the power that they had. And now it's breaking news. It's un, 
believable, but also undeniable. All the news shows, the uh, the cable news shows, not CNN or others, but the conservative news shows are talking about it. Documents that have been released under information requests by a leaker and as part of a lawsuit are now showing that Facebook and the old Twitter collaborated with the Department of Homeland Security and the FBI to police, quote, disinformation. They wanted to expand censorship on the withdrawal from Afghanistan, the origins of COVID, info that undermines trust in financial institutions. Remember when the DHS came out with the Disinfo Governance Board and they hired that crazy woman to be the head of it? They shut that down. That's the public face of it, but the same agenda lives on in a DHS sub-agency, CISA. We could talk about CISA if we had enough time. CISA, whether you trust it or not, has come out and declared Dominion machines not passing certifications that would entitle them to be utilized during federal elections. That's the way I read it. That's my opinion, defamation lawyers. It's in a lawsuit. It's quotes from CISA. The government tried to suppress that information. A judge ordered that uh, reports be released. Again, another topic to pick up on November the 9th. It's all happening. And Elon Musk. Elon Musk fact-checked the New York Times. New Elon Musk fact-checked. Actually, didn't even do it himself. Just allowed viewers, watchers, tweeters to fact-check Joe Biden. First time in my life being on Twitter where that sort of thing was allowed. It is extraordinary. And it's going to change everything. It's going to change everything. Toss-ups are now toss, you know, leaning toward Republican races that were never on the radar. Money is trickling down from the, the big money packs and the, the energy on the ground. It's just incredible. And we've got a week and a day. Make sure you get your ballot turned in. Vote, whatever you believe, early voting, late voting, just vote. Don't wait till the last second. You never know what might happen, and make sure you help others do it as well. I think we've got time to squeeze in one more call. Let's check in with Deb in Castle Rock. Deb, welcome to the Stefan Tub Show. Hey, thank you, Randy. Um, I met you at Western Conservative Summit when I was volunteering for Tina Peters' campaign. All right. And I'm just wondering, um, I know there's probably things you can't divulge, but just just a brief update on where things stand with Tina, because I think she's a real patriot, uncovered a lot of election garbage that went on. Um, and I'm just curious where things are. Like, I volunteered uh, them. Deb, you're, we're just getting about every other word from your call. Gosh darn it. I know she was asking okay. about, yeah, go, go ahead, you're a little better. Am so, I better? I just yeah. unplugged from my, well, ah, from my car phone. Sure. Yeah. Well, just t- whatever you can divulge, a little brief update on Tina Peters, where things stand. Criminal uh, trials and uh, contempt trials are scheduled for next year early, so we should probably have resolutions. We'll know what's going to happen uh, with her in those regards. Uh, my understanding, and I'm not involved with it, is the the nonsensical 
way that our Secretary of State responded to her paid-for request for a recount after the primary election is going to be appealed, may go all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court because laws weren't filed. Uh, but I'm not privy to all the details. And because, you know, she's not on the ballot, um, I've just stayed away from really any of those conversations because for me right now there is nothing more important than keeping everybody's chin up, energized, and getting out that vote between now and November yeah, 8th. So, yeah, call call back in a week and be happy to explore what's happening. Okay, thank you. All right, really do appreciate it, Deb. Man, I wish I had more time. So much to talk about with you, but stay tuned. Stefan's back. I'm Randy Corcoran. Thanks for being here. God loves you. So do I. Have a great Halloween night. God bless you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 